Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 20th episode of Pop Icon the Podcast. I am your host, David, a digital media major at Gulf Coast State College and the host of Pop Icon Radio that plays every day of the week, Monday through Friday, 8 to 9 in the morning. We talk pop culture, we play pop music. And yeah, we've reached 20 episodes. That's like super exciting. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in thus far. Um, it's only going up from here, I hope. We got a lot to talk about this week. There's so much to get into. I guess the big announcement, first things first, like I said at the beginning of the show, um, Pop Icon Radio is now five days a week, Monday through Friday um, on the alternation. I actually go in on Fridays and I will voice track for the upcoming week. Um, so that's been really exciting. I've got like two classes left um, before I finish up my degree. Um, so it's nice to go out on this type of like high note, like going every day, like Monday through Friday on the air. That's like kind of fun to me. Um, so today is Tuesday. So I listened to it yesterday. I listened to it this morning. It sounds great. Like it's cool listening to it. Like from the comfort of my own bed. Um, so that's exciting. If you guys get the chance, be sure to check it out. There's a few ways you can check it out. Um, one, there's the alternationradio.com. Uh, if you want to just listen to it on the web, there's two, the tune in app, which, um, you can download online on, uh, the app store, the tune in app. You can look for 90.7 WKGC, the alternation, um, student radio, or finally, you can just listen to me on 90.7 WKGC HD3. Um, if you have an HD radio, I know not everybody does, but for the most part, most people do. Or, or not everybody does, but like I think you're able to like one of those three ways should work out for you. Um, so thank you guys so much for tuning in. Like I said before, we got so much to go into this week. Um, so much fun news. We've got our our normal, our Billboard Hot 100 Top 10, our Box Office Top 10. But then we've got all this like Mia Goth drama. We have got the Krishan drama. Um, and then, uh, I'm sorry. I'm also going to have to get into something that's like maybe not a little bit of like celebrity like pop culture news but it's more so just like a like i guess like lifestyle like problem that people like can have um but yeah we'll get into that but up next let's get into the box office uh top 10 of the week so we can talk about the box office of the week for the weekend of january 2nd or 2nd january 12th through the 14th um and start things off with number 10 so we have got the zach efron starring the iron claw 2.4 million um we've got number nine the book of clarence 2.6 million is that like i'm guessing a religious type film um at number eight we've got the boys in the boat 3.4 million at number seven we've got night swim 4.6 million i like describe that as like it's a horror movie and like a in a pool that's like crazy like on the show this morning and i'm like what's so crazy about that i don't know why i said that but i just thought it was like funny um so we've got number six we've got aquaman and the lost kingdom 5.3 million and number five migration 6.2 million and number four anyone but you 7.1 million and number three we have got wonka 8.5 million uh, number two, we have got The Beekeeper, 17.5 uh, 
17.17 million um who is it oh jason statham of course and number one we have got the remake of mean girls so mean girls 2024 uh pulled in 29 million dollars uh for a total gross of 34 million dollars so far so that's kind of cool i guess i contributed like 10 dollars, i guess um why i don't know i guess we'll talk about this at the end of the show i was about to like go in for a second but we'll talk about it in the show i'll do like a little review on mean girls and musical because it was like really wild um Maybe not in a great way. So yeah, that's our box office top 10 of the week. Congratulations to Mean Girls. Like, that girl, Renee Rapp, I I don't know how I feel about her yet. I kind of like her. I kind of don't like her. She's a great singer. Um, some of her performances in the movie, I was like, ooh, she's like giving. Um, but then at the same time, like, she also... There's something she reminds me of Jenna Ortega, and she also reminds me of Billie Eilish. And I don't know what it is about that, like, age range of girls, but, like, they kind of, like, irk me sometimes. Like, I don't know. And, like, this might sound, like, awful, but, like, there's, like, an overconfidence on their part. Maybe it's because I was so unconfident as, like, a 21-year-old. Like, just looking at them, I'm like, oh, like, that's not how you're supposed to be acting. But, like... And I guess they are, like, multimillionaires and, like, superstars. And I guess they, like, really have their shit figured out. Maybe they were, like, a little bit different than me. Um, but I don't know. Like, they just, like, kind of irk sometimes, don't they? Um, but, yeah, we'll jump into the... Uh, we'll jump into some... Let's talk about some uh, movie news. So we can jump into a little bit of movie news. So we have got some Scream 7 news. So... I don't know if anybody has heard lately, but apparently Nev Campbell um, is being asked more and more about Scream 7 recently. Um, And apparently behind the scenes, Spyglass Media, the company behind the reboot of Scream, the company who's under a lot of fire right now for firing Melissa Barrera. um, Apparently they have tried to meet up with her and she is actually using uh, their desperation, I guess, to her advantage. Um... Per a video from this guy named Critical Overlord, he's, like, known in, like, the Scream community. He always has, like, the tea about it. He has, like, the casting sides. Like, he's he's very well, like, connected to, like, what's going on in the universe, like, beforehand. Like, in the community, I mean, like, the fandom community. But, like, apparently she's using their desperation to get them to consider giving her a fair deal which she deserves obviously and secondly give melissa barrera the star of scream 5 and scream 6 the chance to meet back up with them and hopefully work something out after she was unjustly fired um from the show or from the series uh due to like some tweets that she made in like I don't even want to say, like, I don't even know if it's, like, in defense of Palestine. Just, like, in defense of, like, innocent lives. So, that's, like, crazy. That's, like, amazing that Nev is, like, willing to, like, put herself on the line to, like, get Melissa Lair, like, a fair shake. Um, I saw some of, like, the community, like, going off on her, like, saying she's only, like, about money and this and that. And I was like, who isn't about money? Like, isn't everybody about money? Like, I think that everybody needs money to, like, survive. And, like, she didn't get a fair shake. She should, like, deserve a lot more money than what she got. Like, offered, I guess, to come back or not to come back or whatever for, like, Scream 6. Like, 
don't piss me off. Like, why is Skeet Ulrich in the films and uh, not Nev Campbell? Like, that is so strange to me. I don't know how I feel about that. So that's just a little bit of Scream 7 news. We'll see where we go with that. Um, we've got a little bit more movie news. We've got The Exorcist Deceiver uh, being removed from the release calendar as David Gordon Green exits the sequel. Um, so director David Gordon Green's The Exorcist Believer uh, was supposed to be one of the, uh, I guess not supposed to be, it was supposed to be the first of all of the this like trilogy of new Exorcist films that were going to be coming out. Um, part of a huge $400 million deal to bring the franchise actually like back to life, like just get it going because it kind of like fell off for a couple of years. Um, and The Exorcist Deceiver was to be coming out next and uh, it's supposed to be coming out April 18, 2025, but it looks like that's not going to be happening anytime soon because The Hollywood Reporter has now said that David Gordon Green will no longer be directing uh, The Exorcist Deceiver and that Universal and Blumhouse are actively seeking a new director. Um, so we'll see how it goes. This like newest one was like panned like kind of universally. It was panned by my friend Stacy on the show. She said like it got like really like weird and like a little too woke for her um, to to I guess put it in layman's terms um like I don't know how I feel about it because I didn't watch it I'm sorry I didn't watch it like I haven't seen the original exorcist yeah I know throw rocks at me stone me I don't like leave me the fuck alone actually because like I don't want to watch a fucking demonic like possession film that like scares the shit out of me um I even like whenever I was a little kid I was like one I was like mm, I don't have anything to do with that one um so that's just like a little bit of uh movie news I think we got a little bit more oh yeah so we have got R.L. Stein actually announcing the newest Fear Street movie that's going to be coming out um so if you don't already know Netflix took or got the rights to the Fear Street uh books that R.L. Stein wrote back in the day. Um, I've talked about it on the show before. I think me and Stacey covered Fear Street for the, our last episode of Movie Day Podcast, actually. Um, episode 63, I believe. Uh, so, like, I was, like, obsessed with him as a kid. Like, the movies were, like, kind of good. Sadie Sink was, like, kind of like that chick. Loved her in it. Um, but there is apparently a new one coming out. And R.L. Stein announced that it's going to be based off of the book called The Prom Queen. And... Uh, I don't even remember what happened in the prom queen. I'm like, uh, I remember they always just talk about like dry, crusty lips and like kissing and stuff like that. And like, they were so scared. Like their boyfriend was going to like kill them. But then the next page were like kissing them. I was like, this is so like crazy. Like that's not how a relationship should be. It's so toxic. Um, so yeah, that's just like a little bit of movie news. I can't wait to personally like watch it. Hopefully it comes out like next year by like Halloween or this year by Halloween. We'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, like I said, that's a little bit of movie news. We can b jump into the Billboard Hot 100 Top 10 of the Week. So we can jump into the Billboard Hot 100 Top 10 of the Week. Nothing really like standing out, honestly. Um, number 10, Doja Cat, Agora Hills. Number 9, Fast Car, Luke Combs. And number 8, we've got Last Night by Morgan Whalen. At number 7, we have got Tyla uh, with Water. I think that hit 100 million streams finally. That's crazy. Um, congratulations to her. Uh, number 6, we've got SZA with Snooze. And number 5, we've got I Remember Everything. Number 4, Paint the Town Red, Doja Cat. Number three we've got grady tate mccray at number two cruel summer taylor swift and number one we've got jack harlow with 
loving on me. Like I said, nothing really like new, nothing fun. Um, over the next like I guess a week or so, maybe we'll see Ariana Grande pop up in there with Yes and or whatever the NDS or whatever it's called. I don't know. That song's like kind of fun though. Um, we'll be talking about it obviously here in a little bit. Actually, yeah, let's just jump right into some music news. So yeah, we can talk about some music news. We've got a little bit of I guess Troy Savon music news. I know I don't really like talk about him on here but like why not um so it's not even his news it's ross lynch revealing in a new interview um that he was told that it was actually jacob alordi that was meant to feature in troy savant's one of your girls music videos instead of him um those of you who know uh troy savant released one of your girls where he's like dressed in drag i'm like okay whatever like thank you for doing this like five years too late um and ross lynch is in it like being like the like male like object of like affection or attention or whatever um like and uh, apparently i guess it was supposed to be jacob alordi he said um i mean yeah why not i would like i feel like everything in my life could be like improved if jacob alordi was like in it like um i guess on the podcast that he was like talking about it on zach sang was there i don't really know who zach sang is i guess he's like a youtube guy maybe like a radio guy i probably need to know him um but he replied by saying that actually he was told that it was going to be Vinny Hacker that was supposed to be in Troy's music video. So I'm like, so it was like, it was, was Vinny Hacker supposed to be in it? Like Vinny Hacker's like this like Instagram, like model, like he's got like beautiful lips and like tattoos and like, but he's like very young. So I'm like, I don't know. It's like weird that he's like attractive to me. Um, so like, it's not like weird that he's, he's like 22, maybe probably 21, 22. Um, like, I don't know. Like he is cute, but like, did he even want to be in the song or were they just like throwing around names? Like I want to get Jacob Lordy. Maybe we'll get, you know, like fucking, uh ryan gosling you know like just like kind of like spitballing seeing who they could get and they ended up with like ross lynch which i mean like ross lynch isn't like the worst to me but like he was he was like in the sabrina show i think on netflix like okay anyway um so that's like i guess interesting we've got um ariana grande actually earning the biggest streaming debut of her career on global spotify with yes end um with 11.212 million streams uh that's like a lot of streams are you kidding me like what the heck um obviously people are like loving that song i'm kind of like living for that song too i'm like dancing whenever it comes on so i get it um we can talk about a little bit of like crazy news like what is going on with ariana grande and miley cyrus having like the same stalker or like having a stalker who's like the same guy um so apparently miley cyrus was granted a restraining order from the alleged stalker who showed up at her house just days after being released from prison um the singer claimed that 52 year old alexander cardallian cardallian is he related no i'm just kidding um arrived at her house just a few days after he was released in prison. Uh, she also alleged that the individual has made numerous requests for money. He made sexually charged comments about her. Um, the performer's alleged stalker wrote her a letter in which he said that he doesn't give a fuck if he lives. Oh my God. Like, what are you talking Okay. Why are you telling Miley Cyrus that? That's kind of weird. Um, Cyrus stated uh, that he was dealing with severe mental health uh, challenges. Um, so it's like scary. Um, Miley Cyrus was granted a court-ordered protection from her alleged stalker the 30 year old singer 
was a was on TMZ on Thursday where it was reported that she claimed that 52-year-old Alexander Kardalian arrived at her house just a few days after he was released in prison. Um, the performer who did not profit, I guess, from her 2014 tour, I guess I saw that on there, that's like kind of crazy, um, alleged that Kardalian had been sending her unwanted letters in which he had been de- detailing his obsession with her that went back to 2018. I'm like, oh my god, what a creep. Leave her alone. Um, in the filing, Cyrus claimed that the individual had made numerous requests for money. He reportedly made sexually charged comments about her. Um, yeah, like I said earlier, that's like crazy. The singer also wrote that his obsessive behavior came on more concerning last summer when he allegedly arrived uninvited to her LA residence at two separate occasions. Oh my God, I'd be so scared. What the fuck? Um, I think he was also like stalking Ariana Grande, right? I feel like I read that. Or maybe she just like also got like her stalker, like, like a protection against her stalker. Um, because I'm not like reading it in this article and that's like crazy though. Like, can you stop stalking celebrities? Like why, what do they have to like, let them do their thing. They don't have anything to do with you people and their weird parasocial relationships with celebrities. And then they like try to act on it. I'm like, let me just like pretend like a celebrity's like my best friend. I'm not going to go over there and like talk to them. That's like strange. Um, and not only is it strange, it's like scary. Like what the fuck? They don't deserve to like, not like be able to like live their life. Um, so that's just like a little bit of music news. I guess we can talk about one more story. So you guys know Coachella, right? Um, so apparently we have got Doja Cat, we've got Lana Del Rey, and we have got Tyler the Creator, um, headlining Coachella 2024. Um, so they're going to be obviously performing. That was just released tonight. It's going to be, I guess, April 12th through the 14th and then the 19th through the 21st. Um, so Lana Del Rey is performing the first night. Uh, I don't know who else is on there. Little Uzi Vert, I guess. I kind of know that guy. Sabrina Carpenter is like, she's a real one. Um, who else do I know on there? Not really anybody. Tyler, the creator, Ice Spice the next day. Uh, Dom Dalla, heard of him. Grimes, I know her. Um, I don't know anybody else on here, though. I'm such like an old man. And then the last day, Doja Cat. Uh, she'll be performing with, she'll have Jay Balvin performing around the same time. We've got Lil Yachty, we've got Jenny Aiko, Renee Rapp, BB Rexa, Corla Ray, Renee, or Victoria Monet. Oh, it looks like, like Sunday is like the day to go. And then I guess the big like news, the really big headlining news that's going on this week is that like No Doubt is going to be, I guess, reuniting to perform at Coachella this year. Um, so that's exciting. Congratulations to... Uh, no doubt. I saw the video with Gwen Stefani. She's so gorgeous. She's going to get the band back together. And I guess they're going to make like a bunch of money together. Congratulations to them. I wish I was making some of that. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be a little bit of music news. We can get into some television. So, I guess we can jump into a little bit of pop culture news. So, do we know who uh, Ariana DeBose is? And do we know who Bella Ramsey are? Um, because apparently they're beefing. Um, so the Critics' Choice Awards is actually under fire for dissing nominee Ariana DeBoise. Uh, during the presentation of the Best Song category this past Sunday, um, before handing out the trophy to I'm Just Ken's singer, songwriter, writer, producer, whatever, uh, Mark Ronson, uh, I guess, Bella Ramsey, who is on The Last of Us, they play like the girl in it. I don't know what her name Ellie, I think. Um, and Anthony Ramos, some like Broadway guy, were talking about all of the different people who were in the category, uh, which included some of the most famous voices in the music industry, uh, noting Billie Eilish, Lenny Kravitz, Dua Lipa, and then 
adding on there, as well as actors who think they're singers. Jack Black, Ariana DeBose, and Ken himself, Ryan Gosling. Um, so, yeah, Ariana DeBose being included uh, is kind of odd, because I feel like that was kind of like a joke, like... I feel like, I don't know, like, maybe, like, people are just, like, not getting the joke there, which is that she's, like, so, like, an actual singer, like, compared to, like, Jack Black and Ryan Gosling. I don't know. Like, that was, like, a very layered joke. Um, She's, like, a Broadway actress. Like, she's, like, doing her thing. Um, She's the one who did Angela Bassett did the thing, you know, Viola Davis. My woman king. Um, uh, she, like, was not happy either whenever they announced that because the camera panned over to her and she had, like, a dissatisfied look on her face. And I agree with her. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, give put some respect on that woman's name. Um, she actually went online. So, are, she, like, I like her, like, I guess because of that, like, meme or whatever. But she always has this, like... This like Kate Gosselin, like Bob, and I hate that for her. But she didn't have it here. She had it like her hair was like slicked back and looked amazing. Um, so apparently afterwards, Debose seemingly addressed the insult when she posted the following message on Instagram. No, I didn't find it funny before attacking on an LOL. Um, so yeah, social media like blew up about that. I was like, I feel like there's like a joke in here somewhere. Like maybe not the obvious, but. I don't know, like, I feel like people need to calm the fuck down also, um, because obviously the next night they were together at the Emmys, and they were, like, hugging, and so, like, obviously it's water under the bridge, um, so congratulations to both of them for going to the Emmys this year, and sucks for me for not being there. So we can jump into some more pop culture news, and, like, I don't know why this, like, popped up on my Twitter, but, like, I guess it's because, like, Selena Gomez is on, like, the Zygeist, she's on, like, the algorithm on there, like, obviously they hear her, like, being talked about through my phone when if I record Pop Icon, but, like, they somebody posted a story, and it goes, 7am, can't stop thinking about Selena Gomez censoring fag and then deleting it immediately, and they post this, like, Instagram story of Selena Gomez, and, like, she's playing... Like, it's, like, a bananagram type game where, like, you have to, like, put stuff together, like, words together. Like, and tell me why it does look like it says <laughs> F-A-G. And then also there's, like, a heart over it, like, covering it. But it covers it just enough to where it looks like it might say, like, fag. So, I'm like, girl, what were you trying to put out there? Like, ally, thank you for that. Um, so that was like kind of funny. I think that I talked about her this past week on pop icon. I called her the most interesting girl in the world because like everybody's just like constantly talking about her. She's got like more Instagram followers than, uh, Kim Kardashian. I find that crazy. Cause I thought Kim was the most famous girl in the world and no, it's apparently Selena. Um, so congratulations to her for being that. Um, and also congratulations to her for posting that on her Instagram story then immediately like deleting it because I'm like Selena you're so scandalous to like be writing slurs out there um so that was like kind of crazy we can get into some more pop culture news so I guess I could have put this in television news but I didn't so we can talk about the house of villains season two like cast speculation um apparently the list is out there and there are some surprising names on there some not so surprising um so (laughs) 
Oh no, I don't even know how to say this. Uh, I don't know one of the guy's names. He's like from Love Island, so he's gonna be missing on there. So apparently he's on there. James Kennedy from Vanderpump Rules is gonna be on there. Frank from The Real World, it looks like he's gonna be on there. Spencer Pratt, Peter Thomas um, from Real Housewives of Atlanta. It looks like we have Angelina Pivernack from Jersey Shore. Jocelyn Hernandez, oh god. Um, Megan Hauserman from, oh wow, Megan wants a millionaire. That's crazy. What is she doing on there? Uh, we've got Kenya Moore uh, from Real Housewives of Atlanta, Brandy Glanville from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Oh, that could be messy between the two of them. And then also we have got Natalie Nunn uh, from Baddies. And um, as we know, I guess Natalie and Jocelyn like hate each other right now, so there might be beef between the two of them. I'm kind of scared. I'm really scared for Brandy Glanville because I know her mouth is freaking like lethal sometimes. So like I know her ass might say something wrong to Jocelyn and Jocelyn might just freaking like rip those like overinflated like lips right off her face. And so I'm like scared for that. Um, we'll see how it goes. Somebody said there's like a missing housewife on there. I'm like, who is the missing housewife? Who is like a villainous real housewife that like would be iconic on here? I'm like Ramona, Lisa Rinna, maybe. I don't know. Um, so we'll see how that goes. People were saying that they wanted, like, Nene Leaks on there. They want, like, one of the dance moms on there. I'm like, I would agree with both of those, actually, because those women are, like, crazy on dance moms, and Nene, obviously, is, like, an icon. Um, yeah, like, why aren't, like, the dance moms one of the, the, like, pop culture, like, everything? You know what I mean? Like, everybody... They should have been... They really should have made Dance Moms Real Housewives of Pittsburgh because that's literally what they turned into. Um, so, yeah, that's a little bit of pop culture news, television news. We can jump into some more news. So let's jump into some, like, wild pop culture news. So has anybody heard about, like, the Mia Goth attack? Um, so Mia Goth is being sued by a Maxine background actor who claims that she intentionally kicked him in the head. Um, writer-director Ty West and the film studio A24 are also named in the suit for wrongful termination. Um, so, as it turns out, Mia Goth is at the center of a lawsuit regarding an alleged incident on the set of her upcoming horror film, Maxine. I guess it comes out next year. Um, background actor James Hunter has accused the actress of committing battery and having him wrongfully terminated from the movie after he spoke out against her. Um, according to documents obtained by People magazine, uh, Mia Goth, director Ty West, and film studio A24 have all been named as defendants in the suit. Hunter further alleges that he suffered a concussion after the incident and is seeking $250,000 for medical expenses, rehabilitation, and related expenses, along with punitive and or Explement, ex, exemplary damages. I don't know what that means. Um, so in the lawsuit, Hunter claims he was hired for three days in April of 2023 to play a dead person, I guess, in Maxine, the final horror flick in Ty West X trilogy. Um, so per the filing, the actor was told to lie in the dirt for several hours where he endured and some mosquitoes during the fourth take of a scene that involved goth running and stepping over him she nearly stepped on hunter prompting him to tell the second assistant director who warned her to be careful um hunter alleges that goth then intentionally kicked him in the head during the next take oh did she um he claims that once the scene was completed goth confronted him in the bathroom where she taunted mocked and belittled him daring him to do anything about it the next day he says his casting agency had informed him that production did not want him back for his remaining two days he also claimed he was banned from the movie set 
Um, in terms of his injury, injuries, Hunter said that the day of the alleged kick, he felt lightheaded during the drive home, had pull over twice. He experienced head trauma symptoms, including memory loss, uh, confusion, and disorientation. He eventually went to the hospital where he was diagnosed with a concussion. Um, he also alleged to having bruises and red marks on his face after the kick. Um, so that's like crazy. She like met him in the bathroom afterwards. She taunted, mocked him, and belittled him, daring him to. She's like, "What? You can do something about it?" And she's like beating his ass. I'm like, "Oh my god, why is she like whooping his ass in the bathroom?" That's crazy. Um, so yeah, I'm curious. Maybe that's why Maxine hasn't come out yet. Uh, so Maxine actually features a star-studded cast that includes Halsey, Kevin Bacon, Lily Collins, um, Michelle Monaghan, or Monahan, I think is her name, Elizabeth Debicki who played like princess die in the uh crown i guess um it's release date has not yet been announced but i know it's coming out this year at some point so like come on i need to see it and i want to know like mia did you do it did you do it yes or no tell me the truth girl you can tell me i won't tell anybody i swear um i just will tell everybody who's listening uh so we can jump into some more pop culture news so we can get into some more pop culture news so Everybody knows, like, Blueface, they know Chris Sean, they know, like, Baddies, they know about, like, Zeus Network, um, and there's, like, a little bit of drama going on with that right now, because apparently Blueface has turned himself into jail, where he will be for the next year, um, did you guys know he was gonna be set, like, spending the next year in jail, um, over, like, an incident that happened, that's, that's, like, crazy, um, at least he won't be, like, harassing Chris Sean anymore, um, but I guess with him away, now she has just, like, free reign to, like, go around and harass other people because they are just, like, crazy people. Um, so now Krishan Rock has claimed that Diddy once jacked up the Zeus Network CEO, Lamel Plummer, while defending her in a pay dispute with the network. Um, so during an Instagram live stream this past Monday, January 15th, the reality star detailed the alleged incident, which she says occurred at one of Puff's parties, although it's clear when exactly. Exactly. Um, she goes, that's why Diddy jacked your ass up that day when we was at the party. He grabbed Lemmy by his collar. It was like, don't ever play with that girl ever again talking about me. She said, I will never, ever forget that motherfucking day, bro. So I set a price. I said 200000 You said a hundred. I said 150000 I'm not going underneath that. Krishan added, we go up in the VIP section. Lamel was like, what's up, Diddy? You met Krishan. You gave her her kisses on the cheek earlier. I'm glad you fuck with Krishan. And then Diddy grabbed Lemmy by his neck and was like, but do you fuck with her? Don't play with her. All she needs is love. I didn't understand that until my check started coming back short. Um, so Lamel later responded on Instagram, called Cap on getting jacked up by Diddy, saying, I'm pretty sure Diddy has more pressing issues. We tried. Wishing Krishan all the best. Um, so earlier this week, Krishan Rock said that she would no longer be appearing on Baddies, which she appears on the Zeus Network. Uh, claimed she was not being paid fairly. In a live stream, she said, I've already made it clear I'm not going back to Baddies. I was going to, but I'm going to stick it out. If nobody's not paying me my value or if you don't pay the fee for me to pull up, that's cool. I'm not pulling up. I hate that for us young black women. We not really getting valued in this industry. Um, I feel like a lot of people like came to the Zeus Network's defense. They had like Bobby Lights, Natalie Nunn. They had like Big E from Baddies come out there and like say, actually, like we get paid very well. And I mean, just from what I see, I feel like they treat them a lot better than like the networks do at least. I don't know if maybe that's like not a good like threshold for it to be at, but like they're at least like buying them nicer things and allowing them like more opportunities. So we'll see how it goes. Um, I'm curious to see like if we're going to be hearing much more about them because 
that was her biggest like opportunity like platform he's in jail like alexis like Jaden alexis like she's a bad little bitch she's shaped like a barbie like what's going on with her um i'm really curious to know so that's a little bit of zeus krishan news um what else can we talk about so this isn't really like pop culture news this is just like a like insane headline that i saw earlier um so i was like on twitter and i was like scrolling and i saw the hollywood reporter posted this like story and it was like all these faces it was like ariana du bois it was like uh the chick from beef steven young i think from beef like a couple of others and like the headline was like was it because of the spirit of martin luther king jr or simply a sign of the times that the hashtag emmys was its most diverse ever i don't know like just the way that it was like set up and like put out like clickbaity it felt like very very uncomfortable i don't know how do you feel about like invoking the name of martin luther king jr and like hashtags emmy in like the same like headline do you think that it's like okay or do you think like me that it's kind of like weird um because i don't know i don't know where i feel about that they obviously they deleted it so obviously they felt a type of way too so maybe it wasn't just me um i did think that that was like weird though um but some more pop culture news not even pop culture news like you're gonna have to check out pop icon radio on instagram to check out the new like french prime minister um because it's a lot to take in that's all i'm gonna say um i'm gonna post that picture and you're gonna like be gagged you it's yeah it's crazy um so we can jump into some actual pop culture news next not just like me announcing like random weird things so let's like talk about some like really like fucking wild pop culture news like the alaska airlines did you hear about like that door being like ripped off in the middle of like the flight um yeah so it happened last week america air or alaska airlines was like under fire because of that like during a flight like a fucking plane literally like had the door ripped off of it during like the flight and people were like scared um i don't think anybody was like hurt like they were just like kind of like a little a little roughed up um but apparently alaska airlines is now offering passengers fifteen hundred dollars compensation after the door uh ripped off sixteen thousand feet in the air um and apparently they also got back the money for the flight so i'm like you probably made like probably like close to like two grand off of that is that enough is that worth your life two grand like to be like all right everything's okay you don't have i won't sue you like i don't know i feel like i'd want like a little bit more than that because like my boss was like telling me at work like they gave him a voucher for like six hundred dollars one time just for like going to like the next flight so like i don't know like if you fucking if i lose a door in the middle of a flight sixteen thousand feet in the air like i'm expecting like maybe like 25 grand i don't know was that is that weird is that crazy how much do you think is appropriate like if you're in the air and like all of a sudden what if a window came out like that's fucking wild i would be so goddamn scared um if that was me i haven't been on a plane in a while and maybe that's like incentive for me like not to go on one because like what if the door comes off um so that's wild alaska airlines bitch you were fucking you're in trouble you are you better watch yourselves um let's also talk about oh no this is like <laughs> so this isn't like pop culture news either this is like a, just like a tweet that i saw earlier that's just like i was gagged i was like what the fuck you couldn't pull this out of me if I if this happened, I nobody would ever know about it, and like it would be hidden like deep dark and like into my psyche, and like I wouldn't even be able to access it, like unless I was in like the, my deepest darkest place. But this guy, his name is Justin Michael. He's 
I'm like, I'm doxing him kind of. At JMD underscore 101 on X, he goes, just called my ex to try and mend some things. And he fully answered the phone while having sex with his other ex and had me listen to him or listen to it before hanging out. Absolute monster of a human. Why is everybody going on there being like, bitch, maybe like you deserved it? I was like, what? Nate, why does he deserve it? And then like, I don't think he deserves it, but I'm just like, leave the ex alone. Maybe that's like a sign. People went back into his history. It was like, they looked up like the word X and like, apparently he's got like 500 things where he's like talking about the X. So like, it's like, is there an X or is he just like trying to go viral? I don't know. Like, can we really hate on somebody trying to get, make a little bit of money? Like in these trying times, I don't know. But like at the same time, if this was true, you couldn't pry this out of me. Nobody would know. This would be my deepest, darkest fucking secret. Like I would, and I would kill my ex. I would, I, I'd fucking, I'd kill Bill. Hello. Um, so that's like funny. Check it out. If you like want to like laugh or two, cause everybody's like roasting that poor guy and like trolling him on Twitter right now. And he just like, he just like wanted to get back with his ex. Um, let's talk about some like more pop culture news. Let's talk about some like fruity pop culture news. I guess it's time to talk about a little bit of like kind of sad pop culture news. Like I said, a little bit of fruity pop culture news. So an icon of the gum world has experienced its final chew. Um, <laughs> says this article that I'm reading on today.com by Joseph Lamar. Uh, Ferrera candy company has confirmed to today.com that it is discontinuing the fruit stripe gum, um, which has been around, I guess, since 1969, 54 years. That's like a long run. Um, we have made the difficult decision to sunset fruit stripe gum, but consumers may still be able to find product at select retailers nationwide. Um, a Ferrera representative told today.com in an email, the decision to sunset this product was not taken lightly and we've considered many factors before coming to this decision, including consumer preferences and purchasing patterns and overall brand trends for fruit stripe gum. Uh, so fruit dried gum comes in five different flavors. There was wet and wild melon. There's cherry. There's lemon, orange, and peach smash, and was striped in an appropriately matching. Or was striped like in different like matching colors. Um, each stick contained a temporary tattoo of the mascot. Yipes, the zebra. Um, I love them. They were great. 54 years ago, they were invented by this guy named James Parker and were first sold by the Beach Nut uh, Company. Over the years, the candy gum brand changed ownership a few times. Um, so yeah, that's like kind of sad. Like, I love that gum. It was like notorious for being the gum that you like chew for like five seconds and like the flavor is already gone. But like, I don't know, like I still liked it. Um, so yeah, that's like a little bit of sad pop culture news. We can get into a little bit of what else have we got going on next? Oh, have you heard about the new Fire Island? Oh God, here we go. Yeah. So like speaking about like some fruity pop culture news, have you heard about the new Fire Island? Um, so new Fire Island is apparently these like hedge funds and gays like wanting to come together to create a new fire island in the mediterranean um so they go we're bringing together a community of gay men to build a new paradise inspired by the original fire island pines in the sunny mediterranean and for a new era um so they like release like this like promotional video they're so this is so fucking crazy like it like it's not even it's not even a place yet it's like an idea and like 
they have like an Instagram for it. They have like a whole promotional video. Like it's really like strange what's going on there. I'm like, they're saying that they want to just create something new from their what they had originally before. They like they have a wait list. It says join the wait list. Should I join the wait list? I don't know. Like that would be really crazy. Listen. It's fucking wild. Um, so he got like three of his friends to like get in the video um, and run around in speedos and like throw the football around together. Um, tell me why they like they do the, like the th- the gayest throw ever. It's so awkward, um, but it's so funny. Like, what is going on here? I feel like this is like giving very much like Fire Festival, not like Fire Island, like Fire Festival, like the scam. I don't know. Um, I just think it's funny. I'm like, what are you? What are you? What are you evil gays, like, trying to do now, like, out of the Mediterranean? Like, are they trying to buy, like, Lohan Island or something and, like, revitalize it, like, revamp it? Like, I don't think anybody... I think that, like... And isn't, like... Isn't Fire Island, like, gay as shit? Like, don't they have, like, the big gay ice cream store? Like, why why do they say that? And dare I say it? Not that gay anymore. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, people are still being, like, fucked on those beaches and, like, in the bathhouses there. Like... You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Kind of weird. Kind of strange. Um, I'll have to check it out. I'm going to have to do a little bit of research there on New Fire Island um, just to find out what's going on there. Uh, so we can get into some more pop culture news. So next. I just, like, teased earlier in the show that we were going to talk about the Emmys, and we might as well get into it since we're about to end the show. Um, so, yeah, we had the Emmys this past Monday night. I'm like, yeah, Monday night? That's so odd. It should have been, like, Sunday night. Like, why are the Critics' Choice Awards on Sunday nights? Like, it should have been the opposite way around. Um, so that happened. The Emmys were on Monday night, and there were some winners. There were some losers. There were some ups. There were some downs. Um, Succession won big, winning Best Drama Series, in addition to three acting trophies, uh, including one for Kieran Culkin and one for Sarah Snook. Uh, the Bear also won a couple. We had Nisi Nash uh, getting one. Like It seemed like everybody was doing a pretty good job out there. Uh, who else like won? We got the guys from Beef winning, Ali Wong and Steven Yun. Um, who else? We had Elton John becoming an official EGOT. Uh what did he win? He won an Emmy for what? Maybe like a song, I'm guessing. For what, though? Um, so we can jump right into the winners. We've got Best Drama Series. We've got Succession won. Actor in a Drama Series, Kieran Culkin. Oh, wow. Kieran Culkin beat, like, Jeremy Strong. That's kind of interesting. Like, Jeremy Strong, I would think, would have been the winner, but whatever. Um, the actress in a Drama Series was Sarah Snook. Also, Succession 
We've got supporting actor in a drama series. We've got Matthew McFadden, Succession, supporting actress in a drama series, Jennifer Coolidge, The White Lotus. Um, very much so deserved. Loved her in that role. She was so funny. Uh, but I mean, if Megan Faye would have liked one also, I would have not been mad. Um, we've got winner of best guest actor in a drama series. We've got Nick Offerman, The Last of Us. Uh, we've got guest actress in a drama series. We've got Storm Reed, also for The Last of Us. We've got writing for a drama series, Succession. Um, we've got comedy series winner, The Bear. Uh, Jeremy Allen White, the winner for actor in a comedy series for Also the Bear. Actress in a comedy series, Quinta Brunson from Abbott Elementary. Um, we've got Best Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series. We've got Ebon Mass something from The Bear. We've got Supporting Actress in a Comedy. We've got Ao Eddie Berry um, from The Bear. So The Bear obviously was like killing it. Succession, killing it. Like Beef, killing the game. Uh, do I really need to read all the rest of these? I don't really think so. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of cool. Congratulations to everybody who won. I didn't watch the fucking Emmys because it was on a Monday. And guess what? I work on a Monday. Sorry, I also work on a Sunday. I just couldn't watch it then. But at least I would have been able to like get off work and like unwind after work and like listen to like who won and like be able to like wake up on Monday and be like, all right, I understand what everybody's talking about. Um, so we can jump into... How about our last little bit of pop culture news? How about our, like, Mean Girls review? So, like I said earlier in the show, we were going to end things with a review of 2024's Mean Girls, which I saw this past Friday. I, like, wore, like, a pink sweater. Like, I was, like, totally ready for it. I was like, all right, this is going to be it. This is going to be, like, everything I need in, like, a Mean Girls movie. I knew it was a musical, like, going into it. So, like, I was already, like, prepared for that. But I was not prepared for fucking how corny it was. I'm sorry. I'm just like, it's not even like that it was corny. It's that I've just like aged out of the demographic. Like if I would be, if I would have been 16 years old, I would have been like getting my life to like all of it. Um, But you know what? There were some good and there were some bad. Let's like start with like the pros. So like one, the girl who played Regina George was like great. I loved her. Renee Rapp. She was like kind of fun. She's pissing people off also. Like on Bravo, she pissed people off because she said she was ageist the other day. And like Giselle from Real Housewives of Potomac and Andy Cohen just about like lost their minds. And I like laugh. She's like she's obviously kind of trolling but like so she was like a good part of it i liked all of the plastics avantica who i think plays karen shetty was really great we've got um bb wood who played like gretchen wiener she sounded exactly like Lacey chabert to me so i was like she's doing a good job like she's playing the character of gretchen wieners i still think it should have been like based off their kids maybe that would have been like a little bit more um appropriate but so like they were like good i didn't love like the new katie she was like not on my pro list um there were like a couple of sequences that i thought were like kind of fun there was like one that was like the girl avantica like the indian girl who plays karen shetty she like does this song called sexy that i thought was like fun and she like is like singing about like sexy cancer and like i don't know it was just like crazy um so like i laughed about that then there was like kind of like a couple of dramatic moments um the scene where regina kisses aaron samuels in front of katie at like the party like i feel like 
it was like they did like a song i forgot what it's called called someone gets hurt and like it was very dramatic and kind of like she was like a predator like going after him and like i kind of enjoyed that but it like reminded me of like a song from 2004 from like the insta instant star like soundtrack like i don't know uh where I feel like I've heard that song before, but I feel like I have. And I think it was on the Instagram or Insta instant star season one, like soundtrack. Um, so they were great, uh, cons. I didn't love, like, I didn't love like the writing. Tina Fey did like a much sharper job, I think on the original, but obviously like when you're writing like a musical, I don't think it's going to be like the same, but I just like, I have to be honest, I, like, left halfway through. Could not, we could not deal with it. Like, it was just, like, corny. The, they did that revenge party song, and I was just, like, over it. Um, had to get out of that theater. I enjoyed, like, the candy bar that I ate there. It was great. It was, like, a fudge brownie, like, Gatsby bar. Um, only had, like, seven grams of sugar, so, hell yeah. Down for that. The popcorn was good. The popcorn was only, like, five bucks, too, so I was like, hell yeah, I'll take that um but the movie itself just like not my gig i really wish i could have been able to get that like mean girls like burn book that like box that you're supposed to pop like popcorn in um but they didn't sell it in my theater so i didn't get the chance to a lot of people are going to use it for like a smoke box you're gonna put their marijuana in there um that's like crazy of them so yeah i guess that's where we're going to kind of end things this week guys thank you guys so much for tuning in if you guys already don't, be sure to check out Pop Icon Radio on Instagram at Pop Icon Radio. I'm really trying to get to like 100 followers on there. That'd be really cool. And then also um, be sure to check out Pop Icon Radio every day, Monday through Friday uh, from 8 to 9 in the morning. We are talking pop culture. We are playing pop music on the alternationradio.com. Or like I said, you can go on the TuneIn app and listen to it on there. Um, I'm going to be adding a link on my Instagram on how you're going to be able to do that. So yeah, I guess until this coming Friday, we'll put out another episode of Movie Day. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm David, and I will see you next week. Bye. It's fine. Till someone gets Got your heart